This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. All right, we all do it. We all zone out. We all have our moments where we're like, I gotta check out for a second. I gotta regroup. What? Were you just zoning out, Holly? I can't Hi. be, listen, I can't be mad at you because we all do it. We all Welcome. regroup. This is the Colleen and Bradley show. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That zoning out person is Holly Roberts. Bradley's on vacation. He's seriously zoned out and uh, we support that um, because vacation is good for the soul. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we are asking you, when you zone out, what do you do to zone out? We all do it. 651-641-1071. Holly, why pray tell are we asking? Well, Colleen, I know it's a little counterintuitive asking you to focus, calling us <laughs> 651-641-1071 to share the ways that you zone out. But I had a good zone out moment this morning. Oh. And you had a good zone out moment yesterday afternoon. Now, you were focusing, but it was also mm-hmm. kind of zoning out at the same time. Yeah. Again, counterintuitive. Yep. Zoning out to focus in. Yes. I okay, so I have I appreciate the rhythm of crocheting. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when I find that I'm a little bit activated and I'm a little too much, I will grab a little crochet and get in the rhythm of a, a little granny stitch, and then I kind of calm myself down and then I can put it down and then I move on. So I would say that's more tuning in, but it is also, it's useful. Yes. Holly, I know you have, I am fascinated by your zone out moment. Oh, zoning out so much. Love to go online shopping. Mm. The twist, though, is that I never actually buy anything. Plot twist. Plot (laughs) twist. I never go to checkout. I love just putting things in my cart and fantasizing about what I could possibly buy, but then always being really lazy about buying it because it's always like, well, I got like the Jay Wellington wimpy situation going on. I know Popeye reference, Mm -hmm. but that's the guy in the Popeye cartoons that says, I'll gladly pay, pay you, you tomorrow for, for a hamburger today. Oh, it's not a cheeseburger. Well, if it were me, it would be a cheeseburger. I mean, do your thing. Yeah. But it's like, You're it's right, that though. same thing where it's like, well, I can just, you know, pay tomorrow. I bet but you But then still I never get... even have the cheeseburger. It's just like the sensation of maybe having it. But I was going to say, I bet you still get this sort of fulfillment that you get by oh, shopping. Yeah. It's adrenaline rush. Yeah, that works. Yeah. I like it. 651-641-1071. If you're going to zone out, what do you do to zone out? We've got Jack on the line. Hi, Jack. Jack, what do you do to zone out? Well, I live in northern Minnesota, so what I'll do is I'll go over to Lake Superior at Stony Point, and I just sit there, and it doesn't matter what the weather's like. Mm. I've been there in all sorts of storms and rain and on hot summer days, and I just sit there, and the wind blows through my head. (laughs) It works. I like it. Thank you, Jack. I would do the same thing if I lived anywhere near Lake Superior. That lake has a heartbeat. Yeah. Seriously. 
That just sounds absolutely beautiful. We did get an email. And by the way, join join the conversation, 651-641-1071. What do you do to zone out? Mary sent us an email. She said, I cook or watch old TV or listen to you guys, LOL. Yeah. I'm, hey, fine. look. It works. Tuning in to zone out. I mean, it's Why a don't thing. we put that on a billboard? Write it down. I'll send that, that to was the proper good. authorities. That was good. But it is there is but it is that thing. It's like what do you do actively? I mean, there is there is a sort of activity to zoning out in all the things that we talked about. Cooking, mm-hmm. crocheting, yep. online shopping, not buying anything. Yes. Also looking at the ocean, which is active well, not the ocean, but, but the uh, lake. The lake that looks like an ocean. That is an active organism. And yes. even the act of witnessing that is just like, oh, I yes. am just like I am not here right now. I am Another thing I I do actively search for TV shows. You know, there are times and places for the ones that you really need to tune into to pay attention to and hoarders. So like there are you have your moments where you really want to watch the procedural and understand what's going on and lock it all in. And then there are times you just want to watch hoarders and just that show takes it though. Oh man, that it takes does. it to places that's uncomfortable. <laughs> it does. Kind of makes my skin. Maybe crawl that wasn't my best example. No, but but you, Colleen, that's my genre. Are a noted fan mm-hmm. of the TLC <laughs> genre of second. I don't. It, yes. It's not quite secondhand embarrassment. I, don't, I mean, <laughs> let's let like let's go off on this for a second. Yeah. Let's deconstruct your love. Of the programming of TLC. What was once known as the Learning Channel. It's not any longer. Perhaps it gives you opportunity to learn about yourself. I don't know. You like mm. Thousand Pound Sisters. Let's talk about that. I love that show because I think people tune into it thinking it's about one thing and it's about something so much more. Let's get deep on it. <laughs> I'm such a nerd. Because Thousand Pound Sisters stars the sisters. Well, to me, all I know them, they're the Chubby Bunny yeah. sisters. Yeah. The Chubby Bunny sisters on YouTube that shoved marshmallows in their mouth while they were trying to say Chubby Bunny. Yeah, they truly are YouTube stars first. Uh-huh. I mean, and that, that's how they caught people's attention. They happened to, at the time that the show started, they happened to weigh a combined around a thousand pounds. And so they made this uh, TLC show about them. They live in a small town in the south somewhere i don't even know what state tammy they're in. and amy tammy and amy slatten um and they are i just you know i appreciate the good old-fashioned reality show glimpse into somebody's life that really does just feel like a slice of life not like what the kardashians are oh that's not the fact that we even call the kardashians the reality genre it's a joke it, yeah the thing i will say the thing about uh, thousand pound sisters is it's it is also manufactured i mean all reality tv is manufactured oh, yeah. in some way but it has I, to be you do get the impression that this is truly who they are and the relationship that they have between each other is truly who they are they're all a little bit quirky i just i don't know i'm here for it there's a lot of love between them it's a different life than i'm used to i'm entertained by it and do you zone out to it or is that one you're actually invested I'm in invested it? in that one. I am. Right. Yeah. No, but truly, if if TLC needed a person to be a TLC evangelist, I'm it. The only one I can't get into is Pimple Popper and the Foot Doctor one. All the like, ones I don't with want, like skin flakes and pus. Yeah, I don't want that kind of gross. But like, I'll go hoarders. 
I'll go, uh, I'll go rehab. I'll go, you know, uh, I'll go weight loss surgery. I'll go to those places. Well, luckily for you, Colleen, mm-hmm. TLC provides. Yeah. It's Plenty true. of opportunities to tune in and also to zone out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just don't do pus or bunions. Thanks. The That's line. Fine. The line. That's my line. All right. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, <laughs> I don't even know how to tease this. Uh, well, Amber Heard and Johnny money. Depp, that thing is happening. Holly's going to get mm. us up to date on what's going on in this trial right now. If you're not watching it on court TV, Holly will bring us the report of the report when we come back after this on My Talk 1071. Okay, you guys, if you listen to the Colleen and Bradley show, you know that we have committed to bring you the report of the report when it comes to the trial involving Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainers on vacation. Holly Roberts and I are here with you. Yeah, n- nobody here is a journalist. Well, Rachel, are you a journalist? No, I am not. Okay, just okay. wanted to double check. It. Like, yeah. Okay, all right. Get so rid- no <laughs> ethics needed. Get rid of that flop sweat. Well, in as much as we are giving you the report of the por- report, Mm-hmm. We're not journalists, but this is what's happening out in the world of Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. So that defamation lawsuit kicked off Monday. It went to it's gone to trial. Yeah, this is a thing that's happening. Yeah, opening statements were held yesterday in a Fairfax, Virginia courtroom. And what I can tell you, just giving you the big picture, and then we'll go into some of the smaller details. This is going to get so awkward and ugly and nasty and we have to look at it yeah it's gonna go from zero to awkward in no time yeah really quick just to bring everybody back Mm -hmm. uh so uh, this whole thing it started with a defamation lawsuit on johnny depp's behalf to amber heard for an article she wrote where she talked about having been abused he said hey that's you're talking about me even though she never named him right but johnny depp was like you published that op-ed in the washington post and five days later disney fired me from pirates of the caribbean mm-hmm. i'm doing the math i'm suing you for 50 million dollars and then she countered suit for a hundred million dollars so that's what we're dealing with right now so this is um and again these are two people who really can get into it pretty quickly. Oh, well, yeah. So they're going to get into it, Colleen, for about six weeks. There are 11 jurors. That is, I cannot wrap my head around this. Yeah, 11 jurors mm-hmm. are being asked to sort through all the evidence and decide who is telling the truth. That is essentially the bones of what's going to be happening. So you mentioned that there are a lot of uh, celebrities who are like a lot of well-known people who will be testifying throughout these next six weeks, like recognizable names. They could be. They could be called. There are any number of names that have been put forward. Uh, They might testify on behalf of Amber Heard or Johnny Depp. We have people like actor Paul Bettany, Mm -hmm. James Franco. Elon Musk. Oh, my gosh. There are a lot of folks with a lot of name recognition that could be called to the stand. And one of the things about this defamation trial that mm, is we thought that it would be settled because it's being televised. Yeah. On court TV. Yeah. So I happen and we're seeing actual photographs instead of like in the, yeah. the libel lawsuit over in the UK 
where we just we got the report of the report and then we had to give the report on the report. Right. The report. And it was like we were lucky if we got a court drawing. Yeah. No. The, what I, OK. So the thing I, I did watch for probably a grand total of five minutes the other night, um, I watched a little bit of the analysis about this. I think it was on Monday night, actually, that I watched this. And one of the talking heads on court TV said the following. And I thought, huh, tuck that away, because that's really interesting. In answer to the question, why didn't they just settle this? This talking head opined that that on Johnny Depp's behalf, he's really hoping that he'll win this. But actually, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter because people's memories are very short. We know this. Mm -hmm. And so somewhere along the line, down the line, he will be able to say somebody will be able to say on his behalf, Johnny Depp sued her for libel. And it will not matter who won. It will not matter what the outcome was or what was discovered in that. All that will be stuck in people's head is the last thing legally about Johnny Depp and Amber Heard was that he sued her for libel. So putting Johnny Depp in the active position. He's the one doing the action and people are going to remember that he did that. Because he initiated the suit. Uh And so the the outcome matters not. Because in the storyline, five years down the road, he can still, in theory, have a career because he will still look fine in this. That is a fascinating perspective, a fascinating report of the report of the report. Mm -hmm. That because you're the one who is on the offense, yep. that people are going to remember that you're on the offense and that you're not on the defense. And listen, just to kind of play this out in real life, you hear us do this all the time on the show. When when a news story comes up, we don't immediately know or remember all of the things that have happened in the life of the celebrity. So we do this thing where we spitball back and forth. We did it just the other day with Miley or with um, Tish Cyrus and uh, Billy Ray Cyrus. Didn't they already file? Wasn't there? Did somebody cheat? There's something that's tickling my brain. We do that. We 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 sort of try to put the pieces back together, but mm-hmm. we don't have clear memories. I like that you go to Tish Cyrus it's and Billy just Ray the one Cyrus that was available. because my mind immediately <laughs> went to Fatty Arbuckle, the silent movie star. <laughs> I went. I took it to the Wayback Machine, but meaning. Our memory, our collective memory. So you might not even know the name Fatty Arbuckle, but he was a massive comedian in the world of silent films. Mm -hmm. He was involved in multiple trials concerning the sexual assault of a woman that it was never really proved that he did it, at least by all the ways that I can reconcile Mm -hmm. about that. Correct me if I'm wrong. But that's what we remember him for. Mm-hmm. We remember that he was on the defense. Right. And that carried with him for the rest of his life. Yeah. So that's the thing about it uh, is that there. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? (sighs) Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. 
Download the new Bumble now. Is something to do with public perception here and that that because because by all accounts, you'd think to yourself, why aren't they settling this? They have a lot at stake. Both of them. What is going to come out in this is going to be embarrassing on both of their parts. Well, some of the things are already coming out. Like Like the opening statements yesterday. They're pretty salacious and pretty hard to hear. Mm. So what Amber Heard's attorney said during their opening statement on behalf of Amber Heard is laying out some of the violence that happened to Mm. Amber Heard at the hands of Johnny Depp. They said in their opening statement that Johnny Depp punched and kicked Amber Heard during a three-day blackout in Australia and later dragged her by her hair, pulling out chunks. Mm. So said the opening statement from Amber Heard's attorney. Now, Johnny Depp's side, they actually brought their first witness to the stand, and it was Johnny Depp's sister. Oh, interesting. Johnny Depp's sister used to work for Johnny Depp, And what they're doing is laying out Johnny Depp's biography, Mm. setting the stage for maybe contextualizing who Johnny Depp is, his character, why he's behaved in certain ways. And they're talking about the abuse that they had at the hands of their mother. And Mm. so we're like, I am not kidding when I say that this is going to get dirty and we're Mm going to hear things Mm -hmm. and we're going to learn things about both Johnny Depp and Amber Heard that I don't think we ever thought we would learn. Yeah, it was interesting. I had a quick conversation yesterday with somebody who said, you know, I don't know whose side are you on? And they said, I think I'm on Amber Amber Heard's side or no, Johnny Depp's side, they said. And I said, you know what? Here's what I'm going to say about that. And I will hold this throughout this entire trial. It is possible to not be on either of their side. Yeah, I. I this it is, is a situation where we don't have to go to Kitson and wear the team shirts. You're yes. just witnessing this unfold. Yeah, and it's gross all around. Yeah. Oof. Well, thank you for that report of the report. I guess. When sure. we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we've got some celebrities behaving badly. We call them D-bugs. After this on My Talk 1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley trainers on vacation. Holly Roberts and I are hanging out with you. Yeah. And we do have some celebrities behaving badly. We do love to uh, notify you about them. And we have a name for them. And that name is D-bag. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. today bill maher uh yeah you know what i i gotta give bill maher one of these lately yeah this one is gonna double up on that (laughs) so bella thorne was a guest on his podcast club random and bella thorne you know she's not everybody's cup of tea no but she has notably been open and honest about her struggles with Um, mental illness and specifically anxiety. Well, Bill Maher is apparently not having any of that. Thank you, Bill Maher, for uh, furthering the stigma about mental illness and anxiety Uh, uh in so many words. And I don't even uh, I'm being honest. I I read through everything he said and I thought, okay, do I say specifically all the things he said? And I'm not going to. And the reason why is because I don't want to be a part of furthering his disgusting, stupid stigma. He don't want to be more teeth sucking sound. No. And I just I don't want to give oxygen to the thing that he's saying, which is a version of what do you have to be anxious about? Um, mm -hmm. Which is about the least empathetic thing anybody can say to somebody struggling with anxiety or depression. Um, 
that is not the responsibility oh. of somebody's attitude. That is a thought terminating cliche. Oh, Holly with the big words. Hey, hey. <laughs> well, when you say that, yeah, what do you have to be worried about? Yeah. When you terminate somebody's thought in that way, when you say something like that, mm-hmm. you're you say without saying subtextually like, I don't want to hear what you have to say anymore. Yeah, there's no value in there, what you're saying. Exactly. Yeah. So she, and I mean, to, to Bella Thorne's credit, I get the impression that Bella Thorne is not there to deal with anybody's C to the R to the A to the P crap. Mm-hmm. I'll, that was I'll very fergy, fergalicious was, of you. wasn't it? Thank mm-hmm. you. Um, she just was not having it. But according to this article in the Daily Beast, it sounds like... Bill Maher was kind of slurry. Uh, and I don't mean that in some sort of off-brand slushy treat. Well, I see beverages in this YouTube yeah, video. So uh, I think he was in a moment. Um, let's see what kind of... Oh, yeah. Well, he's in many moments. Yeah. I mean, when he is also in the, uh, um, the smoking moment. Yeah. And he's just doing it. It's awkward. And I... I purposely personally didn't watch it because I don't have time for people who are not well a who don't listen to women and B who try to tell women how they should feel Mm -hmm. and C and most importantly people who don't believe in mental illness and don't support people getting help for that yeah and um, I say all of those sound like you are describing Bill Maher yeah so yeah. there you go. Uh, any who's who, what's he? Oh, but by the way, by the way, he um, she did tell him a story about a, an actual traumatic event. And again, I don't want to because I don't want to um, trigger anybody. But she did tell him about an actual traumatic event mm. that occurred to her when she was young that she was a victim of. And then he dialed it back a little bit because she was able to justify that she had trauma in her life. Yeah. It's gross and I don't like it. And just trust me, if you are the kind of person who wants to um, feed the beast of discomfort and anger, I want to invite you to go and watch this YouTube video. Well, thanks, of Club Random. But I'm that, really going to go and do people, that. And I just am not one of them. And I'm not judging. I'm just saying who it's like there. to hate watch. Yes. And if you, you like are, to hate watch, if that is something that you feel would be productive use of your time, go forth. Um, I'm just not going to do it. And not going to do it. Not going to do it. And I'm, I, I, he's my deep egg. Thank you. Congratulations. Well yeah. deserved. Today. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, mm-hmm. Who's your D bag? The internet. Yeah. Oh, I feel like they're a bing bong. I feel like that's yeah, a frequent freak, flyer, a frequent flyer well, experience. Specifically, um, Twitter mm-hmm. and wow. all you hackers and trolls who are lurking on Twitter because mm. of what you did yesterday, what you did yesterday, y'all are my D bag of the day. Now don't hack me, please. I do not wish to invite that into my life. I'm don't putting hack that, me, bro. No, I'm putting that out onto the universe, please. But it's what Twitter, what happened to Gilbert Gottfried's Twitter account yesterday? Oh, okay. So Gilbert Gottfried passed away yesterday. Yeah. We learned of it at the age of 67. Yeah. And his Twitter account obviously was still active. Yes. And what happened? It was hacked yesterday afternoon after, after the news was announced that Gilbert Gottfried, beloved comedian, passed away mm-hmm. at the age of 67. Um, 
I don't even want to read some of the tweets. Oh, I think we don't. No, but I can tell you that they were lewd. There was promotion of porn, OnlyFans accounts. That's just gross. Just It's like really pathetic and yeah. gross, and it's just yuck. Yeah, I just... That's the thing that frustrates me, is when humanity shows itself to be heartless and... Um, just like when humanity shows up being the worst of itself, mm-hmm. I'm that bums me out big time. Yeah. Now, his publicist was unaware of the hack at the time, while a rep for Twitter told Rolling Stone that they were looking into this. But so far, not seeing anything that suggests a hack. OK, that's ridiculous. Also, can I? I will. The man is not on the planet yeah, anymore. That, and so what are you suggesting is happening? Yeah, I um. I one time, and this was actually fairly recent, reported an account on Twitter. Mm. And let me just say, because you thought it was hacked. Uh, no, it was, you know, it, it ran afoul of Twitter's guidelines. Um, and guidelines. Yeah. And it was just a really hateful Twitter account. And I reported it. And um, to their credit, I did get a notification back when the matter had been resolved. Oh, so it wasn't like you were shouting into the void. No, um, and it wasn't even, to be fair, this was not an account that was attacking me in any way. It was just a really, really foul and wrong and hateful account that yeah. I uh, had become aware of. Mm-hmm. But they did, so they, I did get a, a something back from a bot of some sort that said we've taken care of it, but it took days. And what's frustrating about that is... Maybe they get so many of them because humanity is that bad. Well, I would be really interested to look and you know, I people who have more time and who are more learned than I have investigated these things. But like what actual percentage of Twitter, for example. Oh, yeah. It's just bots. Right. It's just, you know, and bots being accounts that are created by entities Mm -hmm. to push a particular agenda or point of view. And they're not real people. Right. Right. I mean, that would be the phenomenon that at one point in time we used to call fake news. But right. Well, well yeah. that's, things have happened. Yeah. Um. No, I, I, I agree with you on that. And that is one thing to be on high alert for when you're tweeting on the Twitter machine. Yeah. Is sometimes you're engaging with something that's not even actually human. Well, and then also consider the algorithm. Yeah. The algorithm that shapes I call it the algae. Oh, oh, on the googs. <laughs> yeah, I like to the save algae. time by a brief. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Colleen. I've actually never done that. All right. Yeah. I didn't think so. <laughs> but but also being aware of the things that you take in on social media are shaped by your behavior whether you enforce things or you don't. Mm -hmm. And so that always keeping that in mind when using social media, it's like, okay, my perception of reality is being shaped by this algorithm, by this mathematical formula that has been created by these companies in order to have me maybe perhaps think a certain way, reinforce certain behaviors, all of that kind of stuff. Sorry, oh we, gosh, we are to a place seriously in, this segment, in a simulation. I just wanted to to drag these porn bots yeah, that's gross. for hacking into Gilbert Gottfried's account. So rude. I wanted to play Gilbert Gottfried reading Fifty Shades of Grey for us today. That's a thing. But it's so nasty. Wonderfully dirty. Oh, man. That it just would have been a two-minute long bleep. Oh, my God. But... You know, if you if you want to go back and you want to celebrate Gilbert Godfrey, because the man was around for decades oh, and yeah. obviously very beloved in the comedy community. Mm-hmm. 
you know, just just to take take a little moment yeah. to find some Gilbert Gottfried. Maybe maybe it is him reading Fifty Shades yeah. of Grey. Maybe it is him being a Iago in Aladdin. Maybe it's him doing any number of things that he did so well. Yeah, just you know, take a moment to appreciate <sighs> that he was here with us and he made us laugh. Did they shut down his Twitter account now? No, they just changed the bio. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Good. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, when we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, uh, I've been watching some TV lately. What? And I know it's what we do. And whenever we talk about TV, we do a little here's what we're watching live. I have two shows. One of them was recommended by our friend Paul McGuire Grimes and the other one I happened upon. And both are super good and bingeable and completely different from each other. We'll talk about them when we come back after this. Here's what we're watching live on My Talk 1071. I get such an 80s vibe from that song. I'm not mad about it. I know. I don't not well, like there's, it. There's just a, a light hint of aha. That's what it is. A light hint of take on me. Yes, I'm here for mm-hmm. it. Thank you, Harry Styles. This is, and thank you, Holly Roberts. Okay. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley Trainers on vacation. Holly and I are here. Yay. We're going to talk a little bit about some television uh, that I've been watching. And whenever we talk about TV, we do a little here's what we're watching live. You, you guys watch that television show together, don't you? Don't you? Don't you? Team Cobra presents Here's What We're Watching Live. Okay, also I just want to say thank you to Rachel because we did not prepare you for that sounder and you just like knew. So thank you for that. That is some top-notch producing. Okay, so I, okay, I'm watching two shows. Uh, one of them I'm watching with my husband and the other one I'm watching without my husband. Mm-hmm. And both of them require me to tell you about them. Okay, so one of them is, and this was recommended by Paul McGuire Grimes. This one is We Crashed. Mm-hmm. And this one is on... Apple TV Apple Plus. TV Plus. This one is the one that stars Jared Leto and Anne Hathaway as the Newmans. Um, they are the, well, he, Adam Newman, was the person who started the franchise WeWork, which is sort of like a basically a co-working space. And it's a model that has been repeated and tried and repeated and tried. He ran that into the ground. Yay. Although he didn't run it into the ground because it does still exist. But he has been held accountable for um, some really obnoxious spending with that. And he's no longer a part of the organization. He went bye-bye in the car car. Bye-bye. I mean, that is the future of the show. I mean, it's like any one of those stories that tells a story of something we're actually watching happen. You kind of know how it's all going to pan out, but watching the process of how it happened. Now, his wife, who's played by Anne Hathaway, is Rebecca Newman, Rebecca Paltrow Newman. Yep. That Paltrow? That Paltrow. She is the cousin of Gwyneth Paltrow. And it is, okay, there are so many things about this show. First of all, it's good and you should watch it. (laughs) Thanks. It's real nice. It's good. You should watch it. That's my recommendation. It it is a good show. It is well done. But really, honestly, it is well acted. Mm. And it pains me in many ways to say that because I find Jared Leto to be pretty problematic as a human being. Yeah, we we as as a culture have not really gotten to Jared Leto yet. Yeah, stick a pin in Jared Leto because we do need to get to that culture. Thank you. Mm -hmm. But he is. I mean, I just you're getting some problematic vibes off of him however he acts his face off in this role and i do know because i've read about it because this is one of those ones one of those shows that puts you down the wormhole of i'm watching the fictionalized account of this and now i need to watch 
all the real interviews. I need to read about the timeline. And When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. The way that it actually happened. And what what I know about Jared Leto in this role is that he really method acted it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Colleen, you get a similar feeling if you watch The Crown on Netflix about the British royal family. I... I'm going to get to that one. And I'm almost done, actually, with it the first season. Sorry to divert you with your own lies. <laughs> so we were. Yes. Good so acting. We crashed about we work. Yeah. Amazing acting. It will it will intrigue you in the way that you are going to want to study what you're watching. Am I going to get mad at this, Colleen? Am I yes. going to mildly want to like throw some things at the television screen? There will be parts of it that you will want to. And there will be parts of it that you will think um, you will feel. Um, I don't want to say you'll feel sorry for them, but you will feel an emotion that is not anger at them. There, You will have like a there's not a re- relatability factor, but you feel like an empathy for them mm-hmm. because he really honestly it had an entrepreneurial mind, but he also had a gigantic ego. And those two often go hand in hand. Yes. And sometimes the ego drives the bus right off a cliff. And that's what happened. But with Rebecca Newman, you see somebody who's like totally in love with her husband and completely does not want to be uh, identified as Gwyneth Paltrow's cousin and is trying to figure out who she is in this space. And both of them truly believe that what they're doing is going to elevate the consciousness of the world by building places where people can work together. It's bizarre. Yeah. But they believe in it. Like a lot of things. Yeah. They're bizarre, mm-hmm. but people believe in them. Exactly. So we crashed Apple TV yep. Plus. It's rolling out on the weekly. It's not quite done yet, but it is. We're up to speed on it at our house, and it is fully worth watching. And Anne Hathaway is actually brilliant in it. Anne Hathaway is great. She's a really good actress. She's a really good actor. Um, when she is not acting, uh, and she's trying to like be a public figure, she can be um pretty irritating well there's full theater kid energy and i say that as a kid who did theater yeah so you can say that she's putting it out there yeah but she truly as an actress is fantastic and there are some really she has some really wonderful moments in that okay but the other thing i'm watching so you're watching we crashed with your husband with my husband now the other show you're you specifically said that you're not watching it with your husband and why are you making that distinction because i was looking for something to watch and i uh 
landed on this thing and I thought it was going to be mindless entertainment and then it sucked me in and I started it without him and now he can't catch up. I mean, it's over for him. So I'm like on my own journey. This one is called Clickbait and this one is on Netflix and it stars the only star you're going to know by name if you even know him is Adrian Grenier from Entourage. Yes. This is a totally gripping, bingeable uh, mystery. Ooh. I don't want to give anything away. Well, tell me more. But it's a mystery. It's about this, the husband, played by Adrian Grenier, who is uh, kind of like all-American, super great guy, and he goes missing. But he not only goes missing, he goes missing, and there's a viral video that comes out about him. And it says, it shows him holding a sign that says some stuff, and it says, when this gets... Five million views. I'll die. And then you're trying to figure out what happened, where he went, who took him, who that you know in the scenario is guilty. Yes. And who's guilty of what? And what is the story when you start to peel back the layers of who people really are? Behind the veneer. Ooh, it's just really, it has everything. This show has, has everything. everything. And it tells, and, and, and so far, the first few episodes um, tell people, because I'm not all the way through the, the series yet. And uh, listen, I reserve the right to hate it at the end because sometimes they don't land the plane well. Well, that happens with a lot of shows. Yeah. Though, yeah. But where I am right now is I'm fascinated and I'm interested and I'm leaning in. Each one of the episodes so far has kind of told the story from somebody's perspective, but it doesn't tell the same story from a person's perspective. It tells the beginning of the story from one person's perspective, and then it picks up the next part of the story from another person in the story's perspective. And so you're still going linear through time, but you're getting to know each of the characters very deeply in each episode one by one. It is very well done. You can totally see this happening in a really bad way Uh, in present day. Also, I'm just happy to see Adrian Grenier working. Yeah, he left Hollywood, moved to Texas, and he's like an environmentalist guy. Yeah, he totally is. And dabbling but, in streaming. But he crushes, he crushes this role. Also, did you? are you looking at the IMDb about it or anything? I right am now? not. Okay, because what I'm trying to remember, I think I saw when I tuned into it on Netflix that it's a 2021, like that's when it was um, released. And that just was interesting to me because I never had heard of it. It's a Netflix original. Mm. Um, and I and again, I didn't know that Adrian Grenier was working. So if you were at all a fan of Entourage or my favorite, You Drive Me Crazy. With Melissa Joan Hart. Obviously. <laughs> then you will be interested to see kind of how he's progressing in his career. Well, Adrian Grenier has been consistently working but it doesn't seem like a lot of the things that he's doing have big marketing budgets. But that's yeah. the thing with Netflix is they put out so much content yes. that they're hoping that they snag you in via the algorithm yes. based on the thing. Because you found clickbait, Colleen, just by clicking, putzing around. Yeah, I was just clicking. You were just clicking around. It got me. Yeah, it got you. Yeah. But it's like, hey, that. why did we not know about this? Or that we weren't paying attention. There are so many things. It is hard to pay attention. No, it is really difficult. And it's hard. And that's one of the reasons why I like to do this segment. Here's what we're watching live. Yeah. Because sometimes you'll find out about something that everybody's watching. You'll find out, like, is it worth watching or do I need to watch this or not? But sometimes you learn about something 
that you've never even that you didn't even know was out there. Right. And so now you can go search it. That's on Netflix clickbait. But that would have been that wasn't highly publicized. It wasn't advertised to me. I just happened upon it, and I'm darn glad I did. You took the gamble. You knew when to hold them, and you knew when to fold them. Yeah. And you walked right into clickbait. I sure did. And yeah. now it keeps me up at night because well, that's great. it's that it's like the it's like the visual equivalent of a page turner. Like cannot put it down. Cannot Ooh. stop watching it. Wake up in the middle of the night. Think Love about it. will I wake my husband up if I start watching well, this right now? We've got good TV assignments. No. Okay. So when we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, okay, it's a hypothetical. Are you ready for this? Yep. If you live to be a hundred or more, what will you say your secret to your longevity is? Something that you do every day, and like guys, make it frivolous. Don't tell me that it's uh, that you lift weights every day. Like, do you eat grapes? Do you eat chocolate? What is it? 651-641-1071. What would be the secret to your longevity after?